This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. This is Simon Rose. You join me for Gadget and Gizmos, where I'm in conversation with Steve Kaplan. Well, I say conversation. I just really listen to you telling me about some of the extraordinary things that are happening, and I, I pass comment. But uh, where are we going to start today? Well, we'll start off with a, a world record break for Elon Musk. Right. As losing the most amount of money in the shortest time. This is the official Guinness <laughs> Book of Records. Who uh, He lost 180-odd billion dollars. That's quite a bit of money. Even for him, money. that's not just small small change. Quite a fair chunk of this is since November last year. So there this you go. Through buying record. Twitter, presumably, mostly. I wonder if he gets a certificate to put on his wall. Not that he could afford <laughs> to frame it now, of course. Yes. Now if only Roy Castle was still with us. Yes, we've got Elon Musk. Uh, yeah, he's a record breaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would mean absolutely nothing the, uh, to our younger listeners. Yes. Partly through Twitter and partly through selling um, shares in um, uh, in Tesla to pay for the Twitter acquisition, which caused a plummet in the value of Tesla. Yeah, yes, and investors, of course, thinking, well, if he's spending all his time doing Twitter, what's how much time has he got to vote to Tesla? Exactly. Yes, I know. But anyway, that's all beside the point, because today we are talking CES, used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show, which is what CES stands for. Apparently mm. now it's just called CES. So oh, CES okay. it is. So there's been a lots and lots happening, and I thought uh, let's have it summarised by ChatGPT. So I asked ChatGPT to summarise, and it gave me a rather dry dull summary and i said could you make it a bit more chatty and and it did i still haven't tried so, i still haven't tried this we talked about uh, uh, gpt chat gpt last last yeah. time i must give it a, a go all right so well, i let's chose see what... a suitably american uh, voice for it so let's mm. see what they came up with at ces we saw incredible advances in technology from driverless cars to 5g networks ai enhanced home assistants and robotic pets it was an amazing event. We won't okay. be talking about any of those things. All right. I, I, I just can't help feeling. So if I if I learn how to program Chat GPT, do you think it would do your job for you? I mean, you could you could pop Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Just... Fill half an hour with nonsense about <laughs> tech that may or may not happen. Well, that's uh, what we do you. anyway. Yes. That's what we do yes. Anyway. yes. Well, uh, why don't you try asking it next time and see what it comes up? With. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. What are the most bizarre tech? tech advances of the week even you well might find some things you don't know about let me tell you the most bizarre tech advances of the week we'll start off with bmw who are demoing their iVision d that's dwe concept car concept car means it'll never actually get built yes it was introduced by arnold schwarzenegger so that shows just how much money they've got to burn on this thing it has an e-ink skin Quite similar to Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually. <laughs> and oh, what? So you can write, write, you can write. No, on it. it changes colour instantly. Oh, right. Okay. How about that? 
Have we not had this really, before yeah. with a car? I thought we had this before with a concept We've car. We've talked about something similar, but actually yes. gone ahead and built one. Oh, wow. When I say one, I mean just one. However, what they did also demo is a head-up display, which will be projected the full width of the screen, the windscreen, which apparently will be built into some of their cars from 2025. So that could be a good thing, or it could yeah. just be very, very I, confusing. I can see why a, you know an HUD full-width windscreen could be very useful for... Um, airline pilots and jet fighter pilots is it really yes. very useful for people who drive cars do you ever sort of feel that looking down at your dashboard is incredibly distracting i think it could be useful to have turn directions perhaps even a oh, map maybe. projected or maybe your speed especially now that those 20 mile an hour limits around london yes, i keep on going over it because it feels like a crawl mm. and i've been caught that way Oh, I'm sorry to hear I that. Mean, got a ticket for doing 24 miles an hour, which oh, back in the day would painful. have been ridiculous. Yes, it is. I tend to have my sat-nav on even when I know where I'm going, because at least that does actually tell you your proper speed. Because yes. you pointed out in a previous episode of Gadget and Gizmos, the actual speedometer in the cars is not incredibly reliable. The sat-nav is more reliable. It, it is. It, uh, cars have what's called optimism built in, which is apparently <laughs> that they show you you're, you're going slightly faster than you really are. All right, but clearly you weren't you weren't looking. Is there no gadget yet that will simply tell you, shout out, hey, you're doing 24, it's 20 here? It would be very useful. Well, your sat-nav will do that. Well, my sat-nav yes. will do that. Your well, you sat-nav is Yeah, but you don't use it, clearly. You weren't, no. <laughs> you weren't using it, clearly. Exactly. Well, well I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Well, anyway, talking of large screens, how hmm. about the Displace TV? The Displace TV is a 55-inch... 4K OLED screen television. Nothing new about that. But what's interesting about this television is it's wireless. And of course, you say, well, of course, aren't all televisions wireless? Mm -hmm. This one is wireless in the sense that it is truly wireless. There are no wires. It has no power cord. Oh, how Ooh, does it? How, how does, sorry, for some reason, I'm reminded of that old joke, my dog has no nose. Um, exactly. So how does it actually function without a power cord? It has built-in batteries. Now, it's really clever because the built-in batteries, they say, will last up to a month if you're watching six hours a day. Yes, it has yes. swappable batteries, so you can have one charging up. And the heavy lifting of actually receiving and decoding the signal is done by a box that is somewhere else, mm -hmm. which then transmits the data to the television. Not only that, but you don't even have to put a nail in the wall. It has a vacuum mount which sucks it into place. You just put it where you want it. It sucks itself onto your wall or onto your window. And apparently they say it'll just stay there. Well, that does sound rather good. I, I, I can't help feeling it would add an, a frisson to watching television, the thought that at any moment your television is kind of going crashing down to the ground. It absolutely would. And here's another frisson. It doesn't have a remote control. Instead, it has a camera in the front and you can use hand controls to, to control your screen. If you have several of them, if you have several of these displaced TVs, you can throw the image from one to another. Because that would be terribly useful. Minority yes. report style. And if you give it a thumbs up, then when you leave the room, whatever you're currently watching will follow you from room to room, wherever you have more displaced TVs. Oh, Given that they are projected to cost around $3,000 each. If you've got more than one of these, you could just ask your butler to carry it for you, couldn't you? Yeah, well, you think, yes. Or even a, a robotic butler would sort of trundle it around it for you, I'm sure. Um, I can't even if you're using 
hand signals to control the television, that actually the most entertaining thing would be for all the neighbours to come round and sit in your front garden and watch. Yes, <laughs> almost certainly. <laughs> OK, well, we haven't well, had any of these yet, so let's have one now. So from signalling by hand to your television, what now? To the Asus VivoBook Pro. It's a laptop. It's just another laptop. No, it's not just another laptop. It's a laptop with a glasses-free 3D screen. So it has a lenticular screen and an eye-tracking camera that tells where you are, so it shows the right image on both sides of the lenticular mm. view. Lenticular screens being... You remember using in, in packets of cereal, you used to get those views of footballers and you could turn them and you could see them kick. It's that yes. kind of thing. Yes, yes, I know, yeah. Uh, which looks very interesting. No, it's it's going to come out soon. And I think for anyone working in 3D, that would be particularly useful, not just for games, but actually for manipulating. Yes. So presumably you need to find a way of actually having 3D images on your screen because it won't, well, it won't presumably turn anything you, sh you put up there into 3D, will it? It does come with quite clever software that, uh, oh. that turns things into 3D. And but if you're doing if you're doing 3D modeling or playing 3D games, not that there are any 3D games yet for uh, right. for laptops, but I'm sure there will be. And here's another interesting laptop. This is Lenovo. Let me say that again. The Lenovo Yoga Book, and it looks just like a regular laptop. And when you open it up, there's a screen at the top. But here's the interesting thing: there's a screen at the bottom as well. So you have two screens, one above the other. Mm. You can use a Bluetooth keyboard with it, or if you choose not to, you can have the bottom half of the bottom screen as your keyboard. So you could have your main picture at the top, you could right. have lots of information in the middle and a keyboard at the bottom, or you can slide the keyboard to the top of the screen, in which case the bottom part of it becomes a trackpad. You can also have the whole thing and put it up sideways so it opens like a book. Sounds rather fun, don't you think? <laughs> I was thinking exactly the opposite. I no. was thinking, I, I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Okay, well, it, anyway, it's but, launching in June at a price of $2,099. So it's going to roughly equate to £2,099, I expect, because yes, these things that's do. That's probably quite a lot of money for a laptop. It is probably a, quite even a lot of with money an added gimmick of being able to slide screens around. Oh, a very cute gimmick! I like the sound of it very much. <laughs> yes, except it's 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 a PC style laptop, isn't it? So you wouldn't be seen dead going anywhere near it. Well, perhaps you'll prefer this then: the urine tester, the U scan <laughs> urine tester. <laughs> right, it slots into your lavatory or into your toilet, depending on which you prefer. Into your John, your restroom, your bathroom, whatever you want to can, whatever you want to call the thing. Or as they called and, it on um, Starsky and Hatch, Hatch, Starsky and Hutch once, comfort station. Oh no, really? I still remember that. Yes, oh, yes. Dear. Comfort station. It slots into your comfort station. <laughs> that sounds. That just that sounds very rude. That, well, no, that's no. panto season still. Yes, it, is. <laughs> it it measures a hundred biomarkers, including checking your menstrual cycle. Well, not your menstrual cycle, but yeah, other people's yeah, menstrual yes. cycles. Your hormone levels, your degree of hydration, nutrition. Launching next year. In fact, this year. £500 with cartridges at £30 each. So you really, really want to know what you're weighing out in order to make it worth getting one of these. But obviously people do. Well, that can be very useful. It does seem quite expensive, but perhaps the price will 
come down. Well, well, I mean, my son, having had kidney stones in the middle of the pandemic, oh, he's now ouch. sort of slightly obsessed with, indeed, ouch, now slightly yes. obsessed with um, things like that. But I can't <laughs> think that at £500, I'm likely to buy him one. Anyway, we must pause just for a moment and then we'll return with more from the CES. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Simon Rose talking to Steve Kaplan about gadgets and gizmos. And we're talking about the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, which we're probably going to still call it, even we though will. they're, yeah, they've shortened it. So from checking your urine, how about checking your dog? <laughs> The Invoxia. I knew I knew I was going to be able to fitness do the My tracker. Dog's Got No Nose joke at some stage, <laughs> it's yes. A, it's a fitness tracker for dogs. Oh, my god! It monitors their activity and whether they're sleeping or not. Quite why anyone would want to know this information, I can't imagine, but I'm not a dog owner, so that's probably beyond me to, to guess it. $149 plus $8.25 a month. So for, for people, dog owners with spare cash. That does seem to be a trend, doesn't it? That more and more um, tech stuff now is going to a subscription model, which mm. I confess I don't always like, particularly because often I forget that I am subscribing to something even when I don't use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what they hope, isn't it? Yes. Yes. No. So you're not massively in favour of it either, then? I thought you'd be telling I me I don't have a dog, so I wouldn't go well, for it. I wasn't thinking of the fitness track. I was thinking of no. the, the subscription model. Well, young people, by which I mean anyone significantly younger than, than you and me. Which is most uh, people. They, yes. They're used to getting things on subscriptions, mm-hmm. Netflix and Amazon Prime and broadband and their phone subscriptions and all that kind of thing. I suppose so so uh, they are actually, in large numbers, buying cars on subscription, leasing cars rather than buying them because they're used to these sort of monthly outgoings. Oh, okay. The only person I know who leases a car is my 85-year-old neighbour. Um, oh. But she's obviously really with it. Hmm. Okay, so uh, take us on to the next um, um Let us go on to, well, VR headsets. They are all very well. They haven't advanced hugely in the last few years, but maybe that's all to change with OVR technology, who are producing a, it's smell-o-vision. They don't call it that, but they really should. It's a cartridge which has eight primary aromas, Mm-hmm. which they say can simulate anything from a romantic bed of roses to marshmallows roasting over a campfire. Right. Okay. Right. Well, uh, cinema tried this once. It gives me a chance to tell one of my favourite cinema stories. Because when cinema was facing the onslaught from TV, as well as doing things like wider screen, they tried something called Smellovision for a while. And yes. a film came out called Scent of Mystery. And the comedian... Um, Henny Youngman um, said, oh, I didn't understand the film at all. I had a cold, which <laughs> I thought was rather wonderful. But as we're talking about VR headsets, I know you're staying with CES, but you're going to be talking next week about Apple have announced a VR headset, haven't they? I am going to be talking about, oh, yeah. well, they so, have, it's, it, they've, they've leaked it. So I don't think it's actually been fully announced yet. Oh, 
leaked it. We're back to the urine tester again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Only so we'll we talk about that next week then. Uh, Apple's latest leak. Um, okay. So where are you going to take us now? I'm going to take you to the world of pianos. Roland, makers of actually rather good digital pianos, mm-hmm. is celebrating their 50th anniversary, which actually was last year, but they're celebrating it this year, with a concept piano, by which I mean it won't actually ever get made um. in more than one. It is. Does it, a ha- single... does it have an e-ink skin? It doesn't. It is made of oak, moulded oak. Very oh. beautiful thing. The kind of thing you would expect to see on the deck of the Starship Enterprise if they had a piano player among their crew. <laughs> they really and, missed um, the trick then, didn't they? When you open you the... You can't help feeling if they were in a very tense situation, having somebody playing some nice sort of calming music would exactly. be easy. <laughs> or silent film music, just to accompany the... Yes, the, yes, the, What yes. was ever going on. I used to play the piano for silent films back in my student days. Did you? entertaining it was too, I did. Oh, I'm sorry, That's I missed that. There, were, there anyway. aren't that many silent films around, but I'm very impressed. So this piano has a... Uh, a a lid, and when it lifts up, there's a screen inside the lid, which can either display your score or a video link to your piano teacher. Mm. It has 14 speakers built into it, which sounds like a lot. It's not enough. So extra speakers are built into drones that hover above the piano. Oh, oh come off it! Well, the idea is to mimic the reverb of a concert hall. Although, since drones can't stay up there for very long, it's really for very <laughs> short pieces. Yes, yes, can you imagine? Yeah, we've played something like, I suppose, some piano transcription of 1812, the crashing of drones around you in time yes. of the cannons. Yes. Oh, okay, that's bizarre. Yes. Uh, this presumably is very expensive. Well, it's not for sale, so it's incalculably expensive. Oh, okay. Right, well, it's so... happy, happy 51st anniversary to Roland, then. Happy indeed to Roland, yes. And oh, time, I think, for another one of these. It's a while since you or I have pushed a baby stroller. Although uh, no, it's not actually. Dad, no. Yes, I'm afraid it's not a while. It has been. And not only that, but I managed to break break a wheel off. Oh no! Uh, one How of them. That? It very very hard. It just went over a tree root that I didn't see oh. in the dark. And what were we you lost doing it. pushing your grandchild around in the dark? Going to my other child's house. In the dark? Yes. You know, sometimes you do go around in dark. It gets dark at night. What you do is you just stay oh, in your house yeah. when it gets dark. Yes. I never go out. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, it was I'm dark and we here. lost a wheel. Believe me, three wheels on your buggy. Not very easy to run along. No, if I want to experience the countryside, I put on a VR headset. Surely you knew that. Absolutely. Yes, with smell vision with smell of vision. Oh, I can smell the chestnuts roasting over an open fire. Yes, yes. More likely the methane exactly. from the cows. Anyway, baby strollers have certainly yes, changed yes. since the days when you and I used to push our children rather than our yes, grandchildren that is uh, true. around in them. But pushing a baby stroller, particularly for going across grass, as I imagine you were doing when you hit the tree root, no, can be pavement. quite hard work. No pavement. Yes. And going uphill can be hard work. Well, the Ella baby stroller can go on grass. It can go uphill because it has a built-in battery. It's a powered baby stroller. Not only I'm intrigued. Oddly enough, we had been talking about how this would be a very useful thing. Mm. 
Well, indeed it will be. Not only does it help you uphill and over rough surfaces, yes. it also has built-in brakes when you're going downhill. That's so also really... very useful, yes, because apparently letting go of a stroller with your grandchild in is, is rather frowned upon. Yes, I'm told it is, as you will discover. <laughs> yes. It also has a hands-free mode, and it stays within arm's reach of your phone. Ooh. So while you're I like the sound of this. checking your Facebook feed, the stroller is just pushing itself along next to you or in front of you or wherever it goes. Made by a company called Glukskind.com, G-L-U-X-K-I-N-D, which is a happy child would be Glukkind in, in Germany. Mm. So right. they put an X in there so they could get the URL, I expect. And they are taking orders for it now for a mere $3,800. Oh. That's about 3,100 and something pounds. That's sort of about 3,000 pounds more than I was thinking of spending. Well, exactly. Quite a lot for a baby stroller. But, you know, it's got it's got a built-in built in battery, so you can't say that for most baby strollers. No, that is true. That is true. You may have to just do without it. Does it have heating as well? Because I have to say in the middle of winter, it'd be very useful to have, you know, heated seats. They're missing a trick heated then. Heated seats, maybe it would. In mm. in uh, heated seats for the child. Yes. Yes. Well, heated well, handles for the is, adult as well. And maybe a seated seat for the adult, so the adult could just sit behind it and and be propelled. That would be great. With with a, yeah, with a sort of steering wheel. With a sort of steering wheel, and maybe room for a couple of other adults next to you. Yes. Yes. That would be something big here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Though probably regulations would exist on a man with a red flag walking in front of you. They certainly would. What now? Uh, on now to Huawei. Huawei, who we haven't been talking about very much since they were banned from installing 5G masts in mm. the UK. And they have just announced a new product called Watch Buds. You can probably work out what Watch Buds are for yourself. Um... Watches that go in your ear so you can't see what the time is. Yes, but in a very real sense, no. Oh, okay. They are. Right. Yes. Watch buds are, it's actually two things. Well, three things, if you want to be literal about it. It's a watch. Mm -hmm. And it's a pair of earbuds, wireless earbuds. And if you want to charge up your earbuds, you charge them inside the watch. You flip the watch open and there's a little charging space inside. You pop them in to charge it up. It's a fairly chunky watch, as you might expect, 15 yes. millimetres, so somewhat over half an inch thick. Right. your average watch. And um, I, I don't know, it, it, it seems that the, the battery may run down very quickly if it had to charge up your earbuds as well as itself. But anyway, they say it should last uh, three days or so. Mm. 2,988 yen. Which right, is not I don't know what that is. Only three hundred and sixty pounds, but you have to be in China in order to buy it. So, if you, once you I factor th in the airfare to to China, that's going to push the price up significantly. I think Huawei missed a big trick in the UK when when sort of people were beginning to sort of turn against them. They should have bought Newcastle United. Then the people could say, "Well, we're the lads." <laughs> but they they, they missed did it. Did you just think that up? Or, uh, no. I had thought of it a while ago. Yes, I've been waiting. Yeah. You haven't mentioned them for ages. You finally <laughs> got it on the show. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've probably got time for at least one more. Well, let's talk about the new Holland T7 tractor, 
which is made by a company called New Holland, although it is in fact new. So it's in fact the new New Holland T7 new tractor. Right. Which is the world's first tractor to run on cow dung, which is oh. quite impressive. Yes. Isn't that impressive? It captures fugitive methane, as it's called. Fugitive <laughs> right. methane being the emissions, not from the cows themselves, which is hard to capture, but from the dung, mm. compresses it to make liquid fuel, which mm. is then stored in a cryogenic tank at minus 162 degrees centigrade, which, let me tell you, is very, very cold indeed. It's even colder than January in England. Mm. It's made by a Cornish company called Benemon. It take cow or pig manure, and they say they're working on chicken manure as well, chicken dung, I suppose you'd call it. Mm. It's obviously you are going to offer a solution to that sort of awful thing when you're when you're travelling in the country down narrow engine you're, and you're following a tractor. There'd be no long queues behind a tractor powered by manure. They wouldn't. People would keep well away. They decide to <laughs> go somewhere else. Very well away. I but I spotted a flaw in their product, in that in order to power it from cow dung, you need to be a dairy farm. But if you're using a tractor, you're more likely to be an arable farmer, and I don't think. The two very often combine. Mm. Unless you want the tractor for the sole purpose of collecting your cow dung, which I suppose don't, you would need a tractor. Don't farms have, have both? I think all I know about farming is from that Clarkson programme, so I'm sure I don't know very much in at all about All I know about farming is the side characters and all creatures great and small, so I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> no. okay, I know well, they tend to be who, grumpy and carry shotguns. Yes. And who knows how they collect all the cow manure as well? I mean, I know there's plenty no. of it around, but getting it up... Well, they don't get it up at the to... moment, do they? They leave it on the field. Yes. So they've got to collect it somehow in order to trans... I don't think we need to into think field. about that. Yes. Well, I, the trouble is, that probably is what I'll be going to think about for the next few hours. For some, <laughs> for some reason, it's like one of those um, uh, ear earworms. But instead, it's the idea you suggest that's completely bonkers that I can't then get out of my mind. Well, that's it, though, for this week. Thank you very much indeed to Steve Kaplan. We'll have more Gadget and Gizmo. Well, we won't have a new show next week because I'm not around, but we'll be back in a fortnight's time. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Thank you.